Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine here, and welcome back to the Sunday Soother podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of life and humanity and thriving and surviving sometimes as a highly sensitive person through all of it. And I'm so excited to be back with you today. I haven't really recorded a regular podcast in a couple of weeks. If you listened in last week, you know that I dropped the audio from my HSP three-day leadership summit as podcast episodes. And that was so fun. And I hope you listened to that and got some value out of it. And of course, you know, by now that my highly sensitive person leadership Academy is open for enrollment. The wait list period ends today. So this is the final day to get $250 off using the code HLA early bird. And you can just go to katherinedandrews.com slash HLA to enroll there. Um, But it will still remain open to the public just at full price. And then enrollment closes down for this year at October 1st. And we have dozens of beautiful souls in there. I highly encourage you to join us if this feels like the right time for you, the right calling for you, the right topic for you. And I'll talk a little bit more about my mission that I am really hoping to convey with HLA in just a moment. Um, But first, I just want to give you a little bit of a life update. Not much has changed. Um, you know, everything's changing and everything's not changing. <laughs> There's no big, no big uh, life updates for me personally, but I am back from Indiana. And that was, as always, just an incredible August. For anybody who doesn't know or is new to me, every August for the past four years, my boyfriend AJ and I have rented an Airbnb little cottage on the Tippecanoe River in Northwest Indiana. And we really just um, kind of slow down our lives a little bit for August. We spent some time with AJ's friends and family. He grew up in rural Indiana in that area. And we also spend a lot of time just on the river. There's there's this beautiful deck that this Airbnb has and the river, it's not some big and mighty river. It's a pretty small and sweet river, but nevertheless, you see so much wildlife there. We see great blue herons all the time, eagles, ospreys, turtles, beavers, otters, deer, <laughs> wild turkeys, um, and of course, tons of, of wild birds. And we, we feed them all. And so we're always putting out like bird seed and everything. Um, and we just really love it. It, it, we live a relatively slow paced life already. It's getting slower. I mean, this is something I struggle with. Um, and the pace in Indiana just kind of really slows down for that month. And we're so lucky to have it and to be there. And this time we went to the Indiana state fair. I ate so much fried food. I finally had a fried Snickers bar (laughs) and that has led me as I often do after I come home from Indiana in deciding to do a little bit of, um, a little bit of a health reset, uh, in, in the month of September. So on September 1st, I started doing a hundred days off of coffee, alcohol, and gluten. And I did 90 days of this last year. And it was really, um, important and transformative for me. It, uh, I may have recorded a podcast about it. I can't remember, but, um, the reasons I decided to do it is just, I know those substances aren't personally good for me. Um, not really even in moderation and that's different for everybody. I'm not a kind of person who thinks that everybody should not be having coffee or gluten, alcohol debatable, <laughs> but, um, I know for me by now, I know my body really well. I know my reactions to my body. I know my sensitivities and alcohol, coffee, gluten are really, 
substances that will throw my system off, uh, off kilter. And, um, I won't lie though. Like when I was in Indiana, this always happens when I have a lot of travel, the coffee detox, I drank so much coffee in Indiana. I got right back into a regular habit of having two to four cups of coffee a day because the co-working studio that we often use had free coffee. And there's something so dysregulating about travel that coffee, like when I'm road tripping is like one of the first things that I'll turn to. And so by the time I got back to Virginia, I was like, this is going to take me a minute. It took about 10 days to detox off coffee. And I felt like I had the flu almost the entire time. It was so painful. Um, you can go back in the archives and I talk about coming off of coffee and caffeine as a highly sensitive person, um, why I did it, how I did it, how you could do it too, if you wanted to try. Um, but anyways, I am hundred percent off it once again, not even any decaf this time, which is like a whole new ball game for me. So I'm kind of trying to learn and explore the world of herbal tree, uh, herbal teas and other sort of, you know, not coffee like drinks exactly, <laughs> but other drinks that can give you sort of that, that warmth and nourishment in a cup that, that routine and ritual that we often really love about coffee. So so, and then other than that, um, the only other thing I wanted to tell you before I talk about small leadership is that I will be opening enrollment for my Soothe Mastermind soon. Um, this is my year-long container for highly sensitive women who are soulful, thoughtful, who have dreams, who want to connect with other like-hearted, like-minded women to grow and go after those dreams and really just want to find contentment in who they are at the same time as well. Um, there's a lot of programs out there on the internet and otherwise that are about fixing you. Um, and you know, there's, there's time and space for like all these things and self-development, but I don't love programs that are about thinking that you need to be a different kind of person or have healed yourself or whatever in order to live meaningfully. Soothe is really not a program about that. It's not about healing or fixing yourselves or, all those sorts of things. It's about self-discovery. It's about connection. It's about growing vulnerability. Um, it's about increasing your self-worth gently and with tenderness. And it's about really creating sisterhood. I mean, the relationships and communities that come out of these small groups, and I've run Soothe now um, for almost two years with 40 women, um, are really remarkable. Um, the other thing about Soothe is it's kind of a nice blending of really practical evidence-based tools and tactics, like teaching you about your nervous system, about emotional regulation, about mindset work. And it, it melds those practical tools and explorations with a more thoughtful and even spiritual side, you could say. We talk a lot about uh, cyclical-based living, um, learning more about the tenets of nature and the land around you. We often talk about energy work, and we do energy work inside of Sue that bring in an energy healer. And it's really just um, one of my favorite, favorite things. Um, and so if you're open to considering that, you can head over to katherinedandrews.com slash soothe. And the waitlist is there and all the details and everything like that. Um, and the link will be in the show notes as well. And Soothe is going to be um, updated and expanded this year in terms of some of the things that we're going to do. The basics will still be there. So the curriculum will probably stay mostly the same, though I always reevaluate it year after year to see what I can improve. But this year, we're also going to add an in-person retreat. So in September of 2024, we're going to have a two day retreat in Virginia near my home in my little village of uh, near Western Virginia. Um, in Loudoun County, which is close to an airport. It's close to Dulles. It's not that far from Washington, D.C. 
Um, and I just know that like in-person retreats and components are something that people have wanted more of, um, especially from my work and I've wanted to do more of, but you know, with COVID and whatnot, we're hard to pull that off regularly. And now I'm kind of trying to get back into it. And we're also going to be working more with um, nature and plant medicine this year too. So I'm going to be introducing um, how to work meaningfully with uh, herbal tinctures, herbal concoctions, herbs, plants generally. We're also going to be working with flower essences. And for those who are interested that this is not required, we'll be working with earth medicine, plant medicine, um, psilocybin, microdosing. And that's all, um, I think going to be really powerful because I would say some of the biggest shifts that I've had in my energy and my consciousness, my life, my growth have not come from the intellectual, like rigor that I put myself through learning and absorbing, um, you know, exercises done in the mind or journaling exercises, though a lot can be changed through that. And of course, I always love those tactics. And that's why I have like (laughs) hundreds of pages of workbooks inside of Soothe, because I want you to read and get the knowledge and the understanding and do the exercises and do the journaling. But my most powerful changes have come from uh, medicine from earth, uh, earth medicine, earth wisdom. And that's something that I've really been delving into on my own for the past four years or so. Um, I've been microdosing for over a year now on and off, I would say, and I'm taking a course on how to incorporate it into my coaching. Um, I've been using flower essences for years. I love flower essences and I might do a podcast coming up on herbs, flower essences, and plant medicine so that you guys can learn a little bit more about how and why they could possibly work. But flower essences are essentially flowers that have been um, water or brandy or glycerin that has had a particular sort of combination of flowers um, and sometimes plants and herbs too that have been uh, set in in the water um, for a particular period of time. And I know this sounds a little wacky (laughs) when I put it this way, but the water absorbs the healing properties and the vibrations of the flowers and the flowers, whatever particular flower, whether it's something you're using like um, a daisy or something like a pine needle um, have a particular emotional healing qualities. And when you take these flower essences, they create these really powerful emotional shifts um, that I wanted to, I knew I wanted to incorporate more into soothe. And then of course, herbal medicine, I'm studying herbalism on my own, and I'm going to be taking an herbalism immersive next year. And, you know, herbs and plants are so good for nourishing and tending our nervous systems too. So I wanted to incorporate more of this earth medicine plant wisdom, um, into soothe, because while we can get so much change just from, the work that we do in Soothe, which is largely like kind of conscious work, right? Connecting with each other is doing these exercises. I wanted to support you all on a different energetic and nature-based level too. So go to katherinedandrews.com backslash Soothe. You can always DM me on Instagram or email me katherine at katherinedandrews.com if you're interested in the mastermind. I'm capping it at 15 women. Um, yeah. And I would love to talk to you more about if it's right fit for you. So I'll be doing discovery calls for that. And so you can look forward a little bit to that. Okay. Here we are 11 minutes in and I haven't really started the episode. (laughs) Welcome back everybody. It's Catherine, the rambler. Um, but I did want to talk to you today about something that I'm really focusing on inside of HLA and as I promote HLA. So it's interesting when you create a program, a new program, right? You're doing it because first and foremost, usually for me, because it's been, channeled through me. Like there's something in me. I can't stop thinking about it. I have to talk about it. I'm reading it. I'm researching it. And you start hearing from your audience. They want something like that, right? 
Um, and so you're putting a new piece of work into the world and you, you haven't really validated it yet. You don't know that people actually need it. You hope that they do. And you hope that what you're creating is going to be of use and value to people in your audience and people who find you, but you don't really know. Right. And so what I'm learning is as I'm talking about and promoting HLA, um, and HLA is standing for the highly sensitive person leadership Academy is that the biggest block I see that is keeping people from enrolling, even though it feels like the program is calling to them is that they don't consider themselves leaders. And, I'm, so I've been putting some thought into, well, how do I help them see the potential of their own leadership, right? And you don't have to consider yourself a leader. This is not about forcing you to view yourself in a particular way. And I, if you haven't considered yourself a leader, I highly understand why we don't have really great models of leadership. Um, and leadership these days is really about you know, it can be viewed about power or manipulation, hierarchy. Uh, you may have a vision of a white dude in a suit at a Wall Street event, right? Like, or speaking to a boardroom as a CEO. And I agree that you're probably not that kind of leader, though, if you want to be more power to you. And, and I'm not that kind of leader either. But I do believe within us is inherent leadership potential. And I wanted to talk about it um, as the concept of small leadership. So we're in interesting times is a uh, probably understatement of the century. <laughs> and I don't know if you can sense it, but I can. And I don't even need to sense that it. it's actually just happening all around us. But we're in a period of time where a lot of stuff is shifting from a larger scale systems to smaller scale systems. And what I mean by this is that we're shifting from um, principles like the accumulation of capitalism, having more money, making more money, going bigger, globalizing, you know, endless profits, that kind of systems, big government, right? And I mean, as an aside, I am supportive of like social safety net programs and government too. But a lot of this has happened at the cost of us feeling disconnected locally and disconnected from our own communities and in some way our own individual power and agency. And these things are shifting. We're already seeing it. Um, the government isn't able to keep up with the need for demand in terms of climate change and climate disaster, right? As much as they may be trying and wanting to. Um, we are seeing the the fact that people are so just like disgusted with <laughs> capitalism, essentially, and not wanting to support you know, endless global global corporations that are exploiting workers at all costs for maximum profit, right? So we're seeing the ill effects. The pendulum like swung really large and really long in, in terms of globalization, capitalism, big profit growth. And I really think we're in a time when it's sort of swinging back and people are craving more local, more small, more community, more authenticity. And this is what I mean that small leadership is needed and that the future of leadership is small. Um, I think we're all going to be called to develop our small leadership skills in the coming years as these larger systems all around us that we have up until now counted on to lead us continue to diminish and evolve to be smaller, to be more local, to be more community oriented, right? So the questions I kind of want you to think about, so, and basically, essentially, when I think of small leadership, 
it's not like you have been certified and deemed a leader and now you go lead a company. I'm talking about these moments in time that are going to happen more and more frequently, where we're going to need to rely on our communities, need to rely on our neighbors, need to rely on ourselves. Um, We're going to need to rely on ourselves to lead and tend our family, to help organize amongst communities, amongst neighborhoods, right? Um, To continue to be more activist in terms of uh, politics and legislation, Right. And so these aren't going to be leaderships like you're going to see in a boardroom or in a nine to five corporate office. This is going to be leadership that's going to happen on the ground level from individuals who probably never thought of themselves as a leader and never wanted to be called to the service of leadership. And I'm here to tell you it's coming for all of us. Right. I don't think (laughs) we're going to um, leadership is not going to be optional for many of us in the future. We're all going to be called to step up in some way, whether we plan for it or not, and whether we want to or not, right? And so this is my mission inside of HLA is to help you understand that the caretakers, the tenders, the empaths, the HSPs, the thoughtful ones, the creatives are going to have to step up into leadership in a way that we have never desired before, possibly, um, that we have never considered before, and perhaps that we we don't even want to in the moment that it comes for us. But it's going to happen. Um, and I, I want us to be ready for that moment. You know, and these are times when I think about small leadership, I think about modeling nervous system regulation and emotional regulation for your children. I think about, you know, helping out the local food bank um, in in a time of, of need. I think about um, setting up small stations to help a community recover, your own community recover from climate disaster, because that's coming for all of us, right? Um, who's going to help when the people in our community at, at all levels aren't able to afford health insurance going forward? How are we going to learn to take care of our own health and turn to functional or holistic medicine if that's something that we might need to do, right? Who is going to hold space for for other leaders? Who's going to hold space for women's circles as more women are called to step up into leadership to protect their children, their land, our bodies, right? Who's going to help coordinate and get access to abortions for those who need it? Who's going to teach us how to grow our own food? Who's going to model nervous system and emotional regulation for communities at a small scale and a large scale? And I think it's going to be us. It's going to be a lot of the people who have these skills, right? Empathy, um, education, storytelling, creativity, community, um, and who desire those skills and the and, and are going to have to share those skills, whether we want to or not, in our communities going forward. And that's what I mean by small leadership, right? And I know a lot of you don't view yourself as leaders, Um and, and I get it. I, I Until recently, I really didn't either, especially in the way that I'm talking about now, even though I was in corporate leadership positions. But I'm talking about leadership as almost a, a moral and spiritual calling for the times ahead, right? And when we are called up to this platform of leadership, whether we want it or not, we're going to need skills to be able to navigate these situations. We're going to need our own nervous system regulation and emotional regulation. We're going to need the ability to see ourselves as a leader to step um, confidently or or not so confidently, but be willing to step into speaking up into coordinating, into activating, into telling people what we want them to do, into delegating. Um, we're going to be the ones who are going to be there in crisis mode and crisis management, right? 
And if there's anything I know about an HSP who struggles with anxiety, we're actually really good <laughs> in crisis management and crisis modes. And people are going to need those skills. They're going to need us to be able to step into that, right? You know, as we continue to to work at like smaller levels within our community, within our neighborhoods, within our school systems. I mean, our school systems are a huge one where so much leadership is going to be needed from parents who are wanting to get the best education and have the best outcomes from their kit for their kids, right? So all of this stuff is like, it's when I say small leadership, I just mean leadership in the small day to day moments and also leadership at a small community level, like it's going to be needed. And because we have leaned so long on big leadership and leadership um, from institutions that are external to us, a lot of us don't have the leadership skills that that we might need in order to be able to do this small leadership, right? We've always been able to count on an organization outside of us coming in to help us out, to give us resources. Um, and that's been amazing. And I'm, I'm so glad that we've had those. And I, I wish it would continue that way. <laughs> and, I, and I don't think it's going to. And so small leadership is about preparing for the eventuality of moving into more local community oriented situations where we're going to need leaders from those communities. And I think that could be you. It might need to be you, even if you don't want that. So that's what I think when I think about small leadership, right? This is a skill. Small leadership is a skill we're all going to be called to develop in the coming years, It's going to continue to happen as larger systems continue to collapse, evolve, shift from a larger scale to a smaller, more local scale. Um, We're going into this era of learning to rely on, tend to, and stepping up within our local communities. And, And that this kind of leadership isn't going to be optional. We're all going to be called to it at some level, in some way, in some method in the future. And that time for some of us may already be here. You may be seeing right now how your small leadership is needed, how it could be helpful, but you might be hesitating because you don't view yourself as a leader or you don't believe you have the skills or the ability necessary. And with this podcast, I guess what I'll close on is is I'm urging you to reconsider whether or not you enroll in HLA. I don't really care. I mean, I would love to have you. (laughs) I do care. Let's be, let's be real. But it's, it's not going to be optional anymore. Okay, we're going to need you to use your voice, to use your actions, to use your thoughtfulness, to use your empathy and your care as a leader in the future in your local communities, right? The world is going to need a lot of small leaders in the coming years. So if you enroll in HLA, I do believe I'll be able to teach you some of those skills um, that you can use to begin to cultivate your leadership presence, your leadership skills, your leadership embodiment, to regulate fear and anxiety as you step more and more into leadership. Um, but really today, I hope to just leave you with the belief that I I think you are a leader and you will be called to being a leader in, in some shape or form in the coming months, years, or decades. And I want you to um, be prepared to, to own that and know that you have all the skills and capabilities inside of you already in order to do that. You could do it in HLA. Um, there's a community, there's th- over 30 model modules on HSP leadership. Um, we're going to have a regular two times a month coaching, a private online community, office hours, all that good stuff. So you can do it in community, but there are lots of ways to do it on your own too. So just consider this. Are you willing to be called into small leadership in the future? because it's going to be needed. And I want you to feel feel ready, like you have the ability, the skills and the identity to do that. So 
So I'll just close on that, that I hope you'll consider the concept of small leadership and how you could be one of the small leaders of the future. And I think that would be a beautiful thing. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and reactions to this podcast. You can DM me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews or email me Catherine at CatherineDAndrews.com. And you can enroll in HLA um, until tonight at midnight with a $250 off discount. It's katherinedandrews.com slash HLA. And the early bird discount is HLA early bird that expires automatically tonight at midnight. And you can continue to enroll until October 1st at full price. There are multiple tiers of pricing, multiple payment payment plans for HLA to make it as accessible as possible to folks. And yeah, I hope you'll consider it. Um, and I hope um, you have a lovely and nourishing week ahead. I should be back on a mostly regular podcast recording schedule. So either way, I'll see you in the coming weeks. And I'm sending all my love to you to have a beautiful week ahead. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.